0: afternoon and welcome, welcome indeed to our number two of my show, yes, the Mark Moses Show, and let's go back to Kansas City. Hopefully, he's not under 10 inches of snow right now. We're going to talk some NFL playoffs. He's my good friend, Garrett Gordon. Garrett, how you doing today?
1: I'm doing all right. We, we aren't uh, buried under snow, but they're expecting us to get... Um, More more cold weather coming this weekend. I think it's supposed to get down in the negatives again.
0: (laughs) I'll just start with this. Did the Texas Longhorns basketball coach also call you classless after you went (laughs) horns down?
1: I mean, he didn't, but I think if he would have saw me do it, he would have. Here's what
0: this is. People take on UCF and don't take them seriously, like they're a joke, and then UCF beats them and they lose their damn minds. That's what I've noticed in
1: sports. Well, I will tell you this about Texas. Um, they are obsessed with that silly little horn side. So I, I wouldn't take it personal if I were UCF. Understand that everyone knows it's ludicrous that they get mad about it. Who
0: who started horns down? I, I feel like it's Baker Mayfield, Oklahoma.
1: Is that right? Well, it was before Baker because I've been seeing horns down since I was like in high school. But I'm almost certain it came from, it was either Oklahoma or Texas Tech. Those are the first two programs that I saw do it. So that's kind of in my mind where it comes from. Uh, Is
0: Texas emotionally ready to take on the SEC teams who are going to be trolling them? No.
1: No, they're not. Because they've been living in a conference that protects them and has protected them for basically its entire life cycle. The Big 12 was kind of built as a place for Texas. And so they're now going to a conference that is like, okay, whatever. You're just another team.
0: I, I need you to know this from the bottom of my heart. There have been multiple occasions in my career where I talk with other media people and when I say I cover UCF, they roll their eyes at me. I hope you know this. They don't, they don't think it's real again. And then they get punched in the mouth and they get
1: upset. <laughs> That's what happened. I think UCF just i think because it's kind of a commuter school in some ways it gets that rap of not being like this real division 1 college and it's not true i think anyone that follows the program knows that they've been fairly good for a while now and i i think wins like knocking off texas and knocking off kansas those definitely go a long way towards establishing a little bit more respect
0: Horns down, baby. I love it. I I just, I love it. He lost his mind. It's not like a Jim Mora, you know, playoffs. It's not at that level. But are we almost at that? Like, if you start ranting about the handshake line, are we almost at, you know, DEFCON 4 here where he could lose his mind?
1: Well, what's wild is I think it's kind of a culmination of things because I've been thinking Texas is fraudulent for the entire year. So I think some of that pressure is starting to mount because there's a real chance. In fact, if I were a gambling man, um, I'd be putting some money on Texas not to even make the NCAA tournament. I, I think that team's kind of fraudulent, and I think that's the direction they're heading, and I think their coach is starting to lose it a little bit.
0: Dude, I will not lie to you. There's a part of me, I was like, wait, I thought Shaka smarts the coach. And then I'm like, wait, what year? Like, what year is it? Did you miss the whole Chris Beard craziness?
1: Because <laughs> Shaka's at Marquette? Is that right? Yes. Yeah, yeah Shaka's, Shaka's in Marquette. He's been there for a couple of years now.
0: <laughs> if we did this for sports trivia, just rapid fire. All right, where's Shaka smart? I'd be like, ah, Texas. No, wait, at Marquette. And then to follow up, what conference is Marquette in? Ah, Big East? I don't know. And I think that's right. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. Um Let's go to the NFL playoffs with my good friend Garrett Gordon. Uh, Your Dallas Cowboys got embarrassed on national television. And then, last night, it appears that Mike McCarthy is coming back. You went on this tirade on the Twitter last night. <laughs> <laughs> like Losing your mind. Why don't you let the people know? What are your thoughts as a diehard Cowboys fan?
1: Well, one of the things that's wild is that When we got blown out over the weekend, I wasn't really that shocked. I thought we would probably win, but in the back of my mind, I've been like, I don't think McCarthy's that good of a coach. Would I be shocked if we were unprepared? I wouldn't be, and we weren't, and we got destroyed. That didn't surprise me. It annoyed me, but I actually kind of felt like there was like a silver lining. Hey, we'll probably fire McCarthy now, and that will be good. And then not firing McCarthy is actually – ticks me off more than losing (laughs) because now I feel like we're heading down the same path that we headed down when Jason Garrett was the head coach, because if people remember, he was there for about five or six years longer than he should have been. And he just kind of seemed to keep hanging around. They'd go like eight and eight or nine and seven. And, and he would still just somehow keep coming back. And that, it feels like we're heading on that type of trajectory with Mike McCarthy.
0: I was stunned, stunned last night when I saw that just stunned. Cause you're just going to run it back. It's the same thing. It, I, I'm just shaking my head. Are, so you actually made a statement last night. I want to make sure you're still on record for this. <laughs> are you, are you at the point where maybe you have to leave the Cowboys as a fan?
1: I get so angry. I think for my blood pressure, I need to just not be a Cowboys fan anymore. It's it's a weird thing to talk about because it's such a unique thing in sports where you are rooting for a traditional power that has been dormant for so long That you don't ever really even remember them being good. They won three rings when I was like in junior high and high school. Yeah. And for my entire adult life, they've been a laughing stock. And at some point, there's like this weird beatdown that happens because oh, everyone hates the Cowboys, and everyone hates the Cowboys. And at some point, you start kind of being like, why do you guys care so much about this team that is not good?
0: It hasn't
1: been good in three decades. I get that we have a big fan base, but I think at some point, you start wondering why is that fan so big <laughs> when, when does it start disappearing because three decades which is about what we're at now is a lot of futility
0: it is i went on a rant on monday from the standpoint of if you are 35 and younger what positive happy moments do you have from this team what what cherished moment tony romo became the quarterback he dated jessica simpson Like,
1: what are your big moments? Because you, I mean, I'm the last, I am, if you're not my age, if you're not forties, um, you don't remember us being really good. I remember it. I was in high school and junior high, so it was a long time ago, but I do remember it. But it's almost, and I made this point the other night, it does have an echo of what, like, you, Think of Nebraska fans, right? The Huskers won all those titles in the 70s and then again in the 90s, and they've been essentially irrelevant. The only difference is is the Cowboys have managed to stay relevant for 30 years without having any success, and I don't understand it.
0: (laughs) And, And the value of the franchise keeps going up every year.
1: Like, is Jer- is Jerry Jones, and, I, and this is something else I wonder. Is Jerry Jones the first owner ever to bring three championships to a city and be hated?
0: Yes. Eh. I, I, no. Wait. 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 You forget it's mean, hard.
1: You forget that's about. Hard. Hey.
0: You forget about Jerry Reinsdorf. <laughs> okay. <like. laughs>
1: so that's the list he's on. There, there's there's literally two guys. That have managed to be such bad owners that they go from being heroes to villains by the time they disappear. And
0: and Reinsdorf, he, and if you don't know, Reinsdorf owns the Bulls and the, the White Bulls. Sox and the yeah. White Sox. So Yeah, but the White No one cares about the White Sox, so, let's be honest. But here's the thing: he won up Jerry Jones. He's won championships for two different sports, and people hate him for each team.
1: Just think about yeah, that. That's amazing. That's uh that takes I think, talent. That's, I think that is a tough thing to do because sports fans, if you win them a ring, they are very forgiving for a very long time. And you have to not only be bad for a long time, you have to stick around for a long time. Cause it's going to take decades for people to finally sour on you to the point that they're like legitimately, please, please sell the team. Please leave here. Okay.
0: Here's how I look at it. And this is very mean what I'm going to say. We're here with Garrett Gordon. Let's say you are like an 8, 10-year-old. And you're like, I'm going to pick my NFL team to root for. And you look at the current landscape. And let's say you're in Wichita, Kansas. You know, you're, you don't even have an NFL team in your area. I'm just thinking of a of an idea here. I would root for the Buccaneers. Hey, in the last three or four years, they've won six playoff games. They won a Super Bowl. They had Tom Brady. I'd rather root for them over the Dallas Cowboys. That's my thought. Oh,
1: I, I think there's a lot of teams. I mean, the Chiefs, you would rather root oh. for them. I, I think the Ravens, the Niners, there's a lot of teams that have had a lot of success a lot more recently than, than the Cowboys have. I, I just find it, I find it weird that they've been able to somehow keep up the mystique but has also created a situation where like people are angry that the Cowboys are on all the time. But because, but because they're angry, they watch the game, which then reinforces them putting the Cowboys on because as much as people dislike it, the Cowboys still dominate ratings every year. You know, it's great. So People are watching these games. You know, it's great. If
0: you're a Cowboys fan, the only positive is you don't have to get NFL Sunday ticket.
1: I d- uh, yes, I've never had Sunday ticket. I've never once paid for it, never will have to. And I've never I haven't lived in Dallas and since I was in since I graduated high school was the last time I lived in Dallas. And I have never had the Sunday ticket and I don't think I've missed but maybe like one or two Cowboys games a year.
0: It was, you know what? Right when you think you figure out the Cowboys, they bring back Mike McCarthy. Just, it's amazing. I love it. I just, I can't, you could have, you could have gotten anyone. No, we're just going to run it back. The same team. There'll be no difference and the same thing's going to happen
1: next year. Well, there's there's only one thing you can say, and is that Jerry Jones is loyal to a fault because he hangs on to people so long and well past their usage date. I, I mean, if you go look at Jason Garrett, I don't think will realize he was the coach of the Cowboys for almost a decade. The only person he had three he had, he had he had he had like four winning seasons in a decade, and he was just he, he they just kept running it back.
0: The only person he's not loyal to is Jimmy Johnson, where he fired him.
1: <laughs> that was such an ego trip. It was just he didn't like that he wasn't getting enough credit for those them winning the two rings. Did you like
0: where Jimmy Johnson had the meltdown and he's given the speech at halftime?
1: You like that? Well, Well, it matters. Like, I mean, if you spent... A lot of your professional life with an organization rose it to the top of the, of those, of like its profession. And then you're most known for the time you spent with that organization. That organization is going to matter to you. And so I get why guys like Michael Irvin and Jimmy Johnson look at the product that's been put out there for the last three decades and it makes them sick because they put in all kinds of work to get that organization to the top. And it has been like a joke for 30 years. Did you ever see
0: the 90s Cowboys play in person?
1: Yes, I saw them many times.
0: (laughs) All right, all right. I know I'm dogging your team, team, even though it might be valid, but at least you saw those teams play. At least you have that for the rest of your life. You have that. I, dude, I saw them Nineteen ninety six they opened at the Bears on Monday Night Football and I saw that's when they were coming off the three and four years and they had Troy Aikman, I mean everyone. Emmett Smith, yeah. ev- everyone. And that was the night where Deion Sanders played Iron Man football. And I always remember that. <laughs> it was awesome. I am so happy I saw that team play. And I know I feel like a jerk when I say that, but
1: it was awesome. Well, it's one of the it's 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 one of the last like great great football teams and 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 that's going to sound a little bit of an ego but 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 the thing is the salary cap gets introduced in the mid-90s and it changes football and I, i would say for the better it makes it more chaotic it allows more teams to compete but when you have a salary cap more in place it means you can't build super teams like they used to have and I'm sorry, but those teams, those Niners teams, those Cowboys teams, some of those other NFC East teams at the time were super teams yes. and would have destroyed most of the teams today because they didn't have a salary cap, that's, so they could just keep signing guys.
0: It's <laughs> a great point. You know, it's the example the team that in that you live in right now. If your Chiefs, yeah. if you add Tyree Kill still, it's over. Yeah, just forget it.
1: Well, and that's the thing, right? If there were no salary cap, other teams would be able to kind of extend their runs. It's so hard. I mean, I think that's the reason that as annoying as the Patriots were, it was just so impressive to be able to continue to keep winning in a sport that is kind of dedicated its rule set to make you not be able to sustain winning.
0: I agree with you. I do. And by the way, I would not be shocked if the Chiefs go to Buffalo and win that game this weekend.
1: How about you? Neither would I. I I really think that it's impossible to predict Bills games because I don't think the Bills coaching staff knows which version of Josh Allen they're going to get from week to week. Because there's versions of Josh Allen that can win a Super Bowl, but there's enough other versions of him that can't even finish 500. that you're just kind of like, I don't know who's showing up today. Mason
0: Rudolph and the Steelers were in that game in the yeah. second half.
1: They're right there. And it, it was so bizarre because in the first quarter, it looked like it was going to be an absolute blowout.
0: I agree with you. This is the, let's see, the third matchup of these two teams in the playoffs. Remember, because Joe Burrow screwed it up last year.
1: Uh, I All I, the pressure yes. is on Buffalo. All, All of it. Of it. All of of it, because this is legacy, right? Like if if they can't get over this hump, the questions about Josh Allen, fair or not, are going to start becoming really loud about can he actually ever get it done? And is he going to get it done? I always feel bad when players are good and get those questions, but that's what's going to happen.
0: I agree with you. Uh, Tony Romo's going to be on the call. Is he going to be okay hyping Allen and Mahomes in the same football game? What's going to happen?
1: I, I think he's going to struggle with that because he's going to be trying to talk over Nance the whole time because he seems to just like always want to talk. <laughs>
0: it's going to be, he hypes those two guys so much, like so much during the game.
1: But I was, It's his fa- its his favorite two players by far, and it's kind of hilarious. it. There's kind of this
0: narrative of, well, the Bills are better, they're gonna win. Uh, don't even care. Like, you know, Mahomes knows how to beat that team, right? You know, he's the best quarterback in football. Like,
1: well, come the, on. Yeah, I mean, the Chiefs. The Chiefs have entered that territory that good teams enter, right? Mm-hmm. The Patriots once upon a time, like the Astros recently in baseball or like in basketball whenever you've had some good teams go on runs, like when the Warriors were on their run. Wow. They entered this zone where you're just kind of like, um... I'm not betting against this team. I mean, I don't, I can look at them and there were years that the Patriots weren't good and still managed to get it done. And so I look at the Chiefs and I go, this is not the best version of the Chiefs by any means, but I bet against them at your own risk. I'm not doing it.
0: Is that your official pick, the Chiefs?
1: Yes. All right. I, I mean, I, I think if you ask me hard of hearts, do I think they're going to win? Mm, maybe not, but I'm not picking against them. I'm not. I'm not. Because here's the thing. What do I feel safe for doing? I feel safe for saying the Chiefs are going to win. Because if I pick the Bills to win and they lose, I'm going to feel so dumb. I mean, like, of course. Of course that happened.
0: Garrett Gordon, who wins the other game, Baltimore or Houston?
1: I think it's Baltimore. I like that team a lot this year. I think they were weirdly underrated for most of the year. It kind of felt like they were getting ignored until they blew out the Niners, and then everyone suddenly started paying attention to them.
0: I feel like they're going to come out and flex their muscle and hammer Houston, and they're really going to be like, yeah, we're the best team. Then I think the conference championship game is going to be the most, you know, gut-wrenching, crazy three hours for Baltimore. That's
1: my pick. Yeah, I think the AFC championship game is going to be a lot of fun. I think the AFC is way better than the NFC. And so I think now that we're getting down to some of the top teams, we're going to get some better games. The NFC is going to probably give us more kind of weirdness because I don't love any of the teams in the NFC outside of maybe San Francisco.
0: All right, I want to get to your picks then. Who do you got, Green Bay or San Francisco?
1: I got the Niners. I mean, I know that it kind of is interesting to look at Green Bay as like how good they played against Dallas, but if you watch that game, it was just as much about how bad Dallas was. Yeah. And I don't, I don't think the Niners are going to play on anything like that. I think the Niners win fairly comfortably.
0: Niners play defense. They just, they're going to show up and play defense. Now, is it going to be a game? I say yes. How about the other crazy
1: one? Uh, mm. Tampa-Detroit. So this is where it gets weird. I think Detroit is a much better team than Tampa. The thing that worries me is the thing that always worries me with when, when we're talking about cursed franchises. And I think when you look at Detroit's history, it's tough to say they're not cursed because, come on. Come on. Yeah. So I think I'm leaning Detroit, but I don't feel good about it at all. What did you
0: think of the reporter asking Todd Bowles about weather conditions for Detroit because they're going to play outside?
1: What are your thoughts? I think people just don't know where Detroit plays because they've never had to pay attention to them.
0: You know what? I like that excuse. That's the best excuse I've heard. I've been saying this for two days. I think we need more reporters to ask dumb questions on purpose. Because you think that video with Todd Bowles, it's got five or six million views on Twitter. If if the question is not asked, no one cares about the Todd Bowles press conference. No one cares, none. So we should plant more reporters
1: and ask. Do just bring over like the pop culture beat reporter and ask them to ask questions. Fine,
0: I'm I'm telling you that's what's weird with our society. Ask that you want the coach to give a crazy answer. Or just you know you just want the dumb question that goes viral. Asking a question like, "All right, what do you think about you know the defensive front of the the Lions?" and he'll give you the generic coach talk, and then no one cares. So ask so, a dumb question.
1: So you were with me when we were in Nebraska, right? And they had a crazy man head coach, and I remember where everyone was trying to be like, "Oh, they should get rid of Bo Pelini." And I remember as a as someone that needs content thinking like, no, please, please don't. Cause this guy's a lunatic. So like, we're going to get some crazy answers and he's going to yeah. go on rants, like keep him here. I'll never forget. Like when Taylor Martinez, who were asking if he's going to be the starting quarterback as a freshman, he was getting mad at the practices of people asking who his starting quarterback was going to be. It's
0: ridiculous. Think about <laughs> in the history of broadcasting. What's one of the most famous slogans From a terrible sports anchor. Boom goes the dynamite. We all know that. Boom goes the dynamite. Right? It's ridiculous. It is. just Look, I love it. And I hope they do play outside in Detroit this weekend. It'd be (laughs)
1: fantastic. I hope they just show up to like one of those random Detroit area colleges that, you know, has like some outdoor stadium and just play there. You know, there's
0: a scenario where Tampa Bay could host the NFC Championship game.
1: Oh, that would be hysterical. If we get Tampa Green Bay, that's fantastic to me because I love chaos. So I'm here yeah. for it. If we, if we want to end up with. I, you know what, though? Let me pivot right quick. And I just want to say. What? How bad does Cleveland feel for giving up on Baker Mayfield like idiots because he had one bad year when he was hurt?
0: It's beyond terrible. And they also gave a Herschel Walker type trade to the Houston Texans.
1: Yeah, uh, I don't. How how is this not? How how is that not led to like everyone at Cleveland losing their jobs? I, I, I
0: don't. I don't know. Get it. I don't. I don't. <laughs> why did? Remember, at the time of the trade, and I'll let you go. We're here with Garrett Gordon. Remember, Deshaun Watson did not play football. And it was yeah. because of sexual assault charges, like allegations. All, like, like for real, he didn't play. They said we will give you three first round picks, more picks on top of that. We'll take Watson and give him two hundred and thirty million guaranteed, give
1: him the highest QB deal ever at the time. Oh man, oh man, I don't. And, and they got rid of. The guy who won them a playoff game and then the next year was hurt, tried to play through the injury and was poor, and they decided, well, we're giving up on him. What?
0: Uh, The NFL, like Roger Goodell, should have stepped in like, no, this is ridiculous. And then he gets injured and Joe Flacco gets off the couch and he plays great down the stretch. What? Oh, man. If he if he would have played well and won that game against Houston, I would have started him week one next year. Joe Flacco. I'm not
1: kidding. They, they have destroyed their team because they have to ride out with them at quarterback. They have no other. There's no way to get out from that contract. That's
0: insane. Um Well, we'll continue this conversation for the next nine months. Uh, My man, thank you so much for your help. You're a classless man. That's what the Texas coach told me,
1: and I'll talk to you later. All right. All right. See you.